Beardy and the Beast, The Second Wall. This is placeholder intro song. Welcome to The Second Wall, binge-free zone where we look at a series and discuss it in small chunks. This time we are looking at Joss Whedon's sci-fi classic, Firefly. We can be found on most podcast and social media platforms, a full list of which can be found at beardyandthebeast.com. Please watch the episode and then join Drew and I in the mess as we explore the verse. She is mighty ugly, though. <laughs> but I thought Christina Hendricks was dating the guy from Big Bang Theory. What? Hmm. Like, I just pulled it up. Um, who was that, then? Who am I thinking of? This is 100% relevant. Uh, oh, I don't care about Jim Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Kunal Nair. Give me a sec here. I, I, who am I thinking of? I mean... Colonel Nayar appears to have uh, married Neha Kapoor, who is an Indian model actress and former beauty queen who won Miss India. Like, way mm. to go, that guy. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. They were just in the same movie. Where on earth did I get that pop culture trivia from? All right. Uh, well, I guess we'll start. We'll start it here. Christina <laughs> Hendrickson, Kunal uh, Nair from Big Bang Theory were not not married, and I totally thought they were for some reason. Um. Yeah. Nope. Pop culture that I had no idea about. <laughs> I am completely incorrect. I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> uh, so Firefly. Yes. Um, I really feel like this episode is where it starts showing its charm. Mm. Um, at least from a dialogue side. This definitely comes off much closer to the... Like, if you're thinking about Buffy or Angel, this feels like the way that they speak in those. Yes. Um, it's interesting. I feel like we've definitely spent the last several episodes building up the characters, getting that, um, you know, getting a good sense of who they all are. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> personally, I didn't find this episode built on it much, but it just kind of built on their interactions with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it's the best way of saying it. Though some questions about the interactions with it, especially with book and well, with several of them all for some reason thinking Mal would do something with Saffron. It's like, th th this seems kind of out of character for him. And they've been with him long enough to realize that. It's just uh, 
taking it from a comedy point of view, it mm. ended up affecting the writing or the story negatively. Mm. Uh, I mean, in the in the eyes of book or uh, Baccarin, freaking an <laughs> um or you know the tams uh mm. i i could see them like having concerns yeah um i mean uh, at this point i suspect inara's probably been on board for let's say a year three months yeah uh it's entirely possible during that time, given their lifestyle, that there wouldn't be any interaction um, than included ladies that uh, they might see. But at least they, like the crew, before they brought on um, additional people, should at least have some point of view. Yeah. Well, and Nara's reactions are the ones that actually made sense to me. Mm. Like, I, I didn't have any issues with Anara's reaction. Um, because, I mean, again, there, there's clearly that, you know, the there's feelings between them. Mm. And you see that, like, right from the get-go, like, Kaylee's, like, they're all joking around, and Anara's not. She is, like, struck. <laughs> like, right from the get-go. It was uh, some great acting from her. Like you could see it just in the facial uh, expressions. She's like devastated by the situation which is occurring, and I'm wondering if it uh, is more a case of she discovered something about the way she feels from that situation. That's kind of what I get from it too. Like mm. it, I think it's that. Like we combine that, we combine that with um, Shindig, mm -hmm. right? Where, where she's kind of realizing that no, this is the right type of man, and then um, moving that into here, where it's like, oh, well, now I might have lost him. Mm -hmm. uh, even though you know, if you listen to Mal for half a second, that's clearly not the case. But emotions don't care about that. <laughs> Well, I mean, a lot of the the situations, at least in the uh, storage area, would have been completely avoided if people would have, like, just shut up and stopped taking shots at the captain for a second. Like, they, they, they are the ones who took Mel's boot off and, like, forcefully moved Mel's foot up into his own mouth. See, and that part I didn't mind. Like, that is the exact type of thing that the idea that I would get from a, you know, a family, right? They are going to tease him mercil mercilessly, mm -hmm. right? It means instead, it's like, there's only two of us here that don't find that funny, <laughs> even though there were three, but I don't think he noticed Anara <laughs> uh, in that case. Um I mean, like that opening scene, that's fine. It's, it's the stuff afterwards. It's the book talking about the special, the special hell mm -hmm. uh, that didn't seem right to me. And you're right. Even though they might not have had the most experience with them, 
they should have enough experience with this character. I mean, the whole situation of Shindig came because there was no respect to Inara. Mm -hmm. That's why it feels odd that, um, and you see, because the rest of the crew doesn't question, keep questioning his motives, right? It's really just book. Uh, that does just, yeah, felt odd. You know what I would have liked to see? Hmm. Because there was, there's pretty much no river in this episode. Yeah, I I would have liked to see her like showing some type of emotional leeching off of Inara. Mm. Uh, especially like there was a couple scenes, um, there, however brief, where Inara standing there and just like behind her is River. Yeah, and they didn't really push anything towards her, like. Her like acting in the same emotions or her like seeing through Anara's like poor deception. Um You mean Saffron's? No, I'm talking about Anara. Oh, okay. And like how devastated she is and what she's faking around um the rest of the crew or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Oregon like well, now I can understand why they didn't do this. It's like, I would expect her to, you know, pick up on Saffron. Mm. Uh, I almost wonder if that's a reason why they didn't have that much. Again, there was a lot happening in this episode. It's not like the last episode where there was a lot of empty space to fill. Uh, True. So it just might have added, added too much complication to it. Yeah, I think this is like the first one where we really don't get any river at all. No, I don't think she even has a speaking line. Yeah, like I was thinking, like I couldn't even, I barely remembered her there. She um, doesn't even like even in the scenes that she's in in this. It's fifty fifty whether or not she's even in focus in the camera's lens. Yeah, and it's the thing because like the show does a lot of mirroring again, right? Like they're. There could have been some of that with River. Mm. But I mean, there's still kind of that mystery around River. We're still kind of going, okay, what is going on with her? And if they did something, it might have been too much. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like they've probably dropped any River interactions for scenes of people just making fun of Malcolm more. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a fun episode. As far as most things, it's not a very complex episode. No. Uh, it does. Frame the, the fact that at least Reynolds tries to be moral mm. and straightforward and honest in a realistic way compared to like his lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and definitely like brings to the forefront in our feelings. Yes. But doesn't really do much beyond that. Mm, well, I think, I think there's strength of character is shown mm. and it's shown for both him and for once for wash. Hmm. So 
let's assume Saffron is talking at face value. Yeah. When she says it's like most people uh, would be taking her up on her offer in like 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Not trying to moralize. So it shows that strength, that honesty of uh, of Mal and shows that Wash has that same strength. Like um, Jane, on the other hand, That was a weird moment for Jane. It was fun, though. It, it's fun. It's. Well, this this frames the only world building that they did in this episode. Jane's interaction brings it to the forefront. Um, so the implication that she was married off as payment for services rendered mm-hmm. uh, means that where she's from... Uh, women like her are just considered tradable property. Yeah. And it also expands on Jane's character showing that it's likely that he came from a similar environment. Yes. Um, because of the way that he goes about it, where like, I mean, very good gun, <laughs> but directly showing that, um, view it's likely that whatever planet was jane from a moon it doesn't matter um wherever jane is from probably has a very similar culture Mm -hmm. well that i mean i guess that's another thing that does happen with the world building they do show that not all worlds are necessarily in that same type of situation um i do just knowing what we see of Saffron, I have to question if that's actually something that they did on that planet. Because I don't even know how long she was there mm. or, or why she was there, which is something that could be neat to explore. The thing is, it's uh, it wasn't unexpected by uh, Shepherd Book. Yeah. So the like at least the even if it's not a standard custom on that planet that they uh were on at the beginning of the episode, it does show that uh things like this are not abnormal. Yes. Yeah, that is very true. Um I think a few other world building things we get it's like clearly there are people out there just trying to take ships, like seeing that those attempts at piracy mm-hmm. um, seeing you kind of get a little bit more expansion on um, companions right now we know there's an academy for it mm-hmm. uh, and they all have similar training because as soon as Anara, you know stopped being upset about possibly losing Mal she instantly recognized the training mm-hmm. so that's good to see again stuff that can be explained so there's like really shows that the companions are probably more in line with geisha Mm. as opposed to you know ladies of the night as it were roxanne (laughs) 
And it's like, it makes me wonder how you have something that appears to be very lucrative when we see Inara, but have someone going out and doing a crime uh, when he theoretically would have that same type of advantage. Mm. That's true. So, it also shows how, you know, those skills are. We also actually got to see Inara, you know, in a little bit of a fight. And it was quick, but it seemed like she actually knew how to handle herself with Saffron. Mm. It, was, it was only a couple, couple of blows, but like, Saffron had the upper hand, but she didn't seem immediately useless at it either. Well, I mean, all she, all she did was redirect one blow and then, like, like preemptively dodge downwards. Because she didn't, she didn't fall and she didn't trip. It yeah. was definitely her, like, bailing to the ground. Yeah. But, I mean, she wasn't punched in the face, so that's... Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't... I, I wouldn't put her... I would put her physical prowess in a fight just above Simon's, um, but below Kaylee's. <laughs> uh, hmm, it's interesting, because I guess I see it as she might not be the one to land blows, but she definitely knows how to be defensive. Again, combining that with the fight in Shindig, at the beginning of Shindig, you get the idea she knows how to handle herself, even though she's not going to be the aggressor. Or at least, you know, make sure she doesn't get dropped. Uh, no, I, I don't think we can actually make any assumptions <laughs> of her combat prowess, given anything that we've seen. Except for the fact that she knows the fu fundamentals of sword fighting, and she blocked one bow blow once. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, going with it. Still better than Simon. <laughs> yes, still better than Simon. <laughs> um, what other... Another thing that I really liked in this one here was um, kind of the... Something that doesn't always get noticed in sci-fi, but like the physics of firing a gun in space mm -hmm. was actually accounted for. It sets the rules. You don't hear the gunshot. It's almost like it's a vacuum, a vacuum or something. <laughs> Sound doesn't like traveling. Just the fact they immediately accounted for that. It was like, and they did that a couple times in this episode when the, uh, what do they call them? Like the skiffs or whatever. When it mm -hmm. took off, there wasn't any sound. It just kind of yeah. like undocked and flew backwards. Yeah. Yeah, that's um. I mean, you don't often get sounds of the ships in most sci-fi, but definitely, yeah, definitely shows it well. And I think <laughs> uh, what <laughs> I'm just thinking of um. Like, it, it depends on the sci-fi, right? Yeah. Because if we're talking, like, anything out of 
Mar- Marvel, there'll be sound. If we're talking Star Wars, they love the Doppler effect in Star Wars. Um, yeah. I think anything that anything that's not trying to be high sci-fi mm. will tend to at least try to portray sound in space correctly, yet they'll still throw out lens flares from the camera's point of view. <laughs> yeah. Oh, lens flare. It it's a nice nice little detail. Like pop sci fi tends to play loose with that stuff sometimes, so mm-hmm. like um like Alien is the big one that jumps to mind where it's like, no, they didn't have sound in space because no one can hear you scream. I really liked the interactions between Anara and Mal in this episode. Mm. I think there were a few things that were made clear. Uh, we already touched on Anara, obviously, realize, at the very least fully realizing she has feelings for Mal. Um, like, as soon as she realizes what Saffron is doing, she immediately went to Mal to make sure he was okay. But Mal, it was very clear that Mal uses Anara as his, oh, hey, this is the word that comes to mind, his safe space. <laughs> <laughs> right, when things were getting too much, he goes to Inara. Right, that's his actual getaway, not his bunk. I don't agree necessarily, because there's no established precedence for it. But if we see more of it in the future, then you could look back on this and make that indication. But, um. Like I, I only take I take it at the face value that he expressed when he went to visit her that, like it was legit to find some peace and quiet where yeah. he knew she wouldn't be, but mm. um, to go as extreme to ha- like some type of solace or safe space I don't necessarily agree. All right, I could could pro- be projecting a little bit on that. Yeah, but I mean, put a pin in it because I wouldn't be surprised if you notice that more in the future, or yeah. and then we know where the start of it began. Yeah. I think I might've recontextualized some of the other times that he's going to Anara. And it's kind of, he, I don't know. He confides in her. We've seen that a couple times, like in a very different way than he would with Zoe. So. Yeah. But he has very independent, unique interactions with everyone. Right. Yeah. Oh, the That's only one true. that he doesn't seem to interact with directly aside from uh, like issuing some form of order is Wash. Mm. They haven't actually expressed any personal relationship between him and Wash as of yet. Mm. If I remember correctly, that's something to put a pin in. <laughs> if I remember correctly. Him and Wash? Yeah, I think that comes up in the later episode. I can't remember, <laughs> which is yeah. a good thing. I like to experience some of this stuff. I I did see yeah. the title of this episode, and I was like, nice. And then I saw the <laughs> the title of the next episode, and I was like, ooh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a nice thing. Again, it's nice seeing Wash getting more character. Mm-hmm. Just that just strength with 
like, okay, we know why he's with Zoe. We, um, you know, showing that actual commitment to her, like to the point that, you know, Saffron had to physically knock him out and never even a question that he actually got kicked in the head as opposed to. <laughs> I fell in my age. head. Like what? Um, and watching him and Kaylee trying to repair the ship. So we get an idea. It's like, okay, he's got these mechanical skills too and knows the ship, knows what's wrong, knows how to work. So it's kind of nice to see those two working together mm. like that. Um, because again, he's pretty much just been the pilot in comic relief up until this point. Yeah, to have him have some uniqueness beyond that of I pilot the ship and I'm married to Zoe. Yeah. Good. Glad. <laughs> Let's keep building on it because Wash's character is surprisingly under feels surprisingly underdeveloped at this point. I think we talked about that already. It might have been post last one how uh we are kind of agreeing that we're we're getting more respect for Simon and less respect for Wash. Yeah. Because like Wash is generally most people's favorite character. Yeah. But there isn't much to him, whereas Simon is the opposite, usually not people's favorite character. And he's actually incredibly complex. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's I don't interesting to see. I don't think any wins are going to push around uh, Simon. <laughs> oh, I'm sad now. Why <laughs> be sad when you can be box? And one day that reference will make sense to people. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> yeah, other than that, I actually don't have much else to say about this episode. Um, mostly because. I mean, half of our conversations for Firefly tend to be on the world building side. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't really much of that in this episode. Uh, and we usually kind of touch base about River as well. Mm. That's usually like a 10 minute thing because I, I think you're right. Um, what you stated in like recording two that this was definitely the first season was going to be like river as the like inciting uh, incident. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say plot because her like entire start of her plot is the inciting incident for what would have been planned in the future. Yeah. So like incident itself, like it is the correct term. It's just, it sounds so much more brief than an entire season. Yeah. Um, um, there was a couple of I don't really have too much with this episode either I think it was pretty cut and dry like other than what we've covered um, a few things that I did did notice was it seems like we get an idea of Jane and Mal's relationship mm. I, I actually get the impression that nope, those two can go to the bar and get blackout drunk together. Cause what he found is married didn't go to anyone else. Just immediately turned to James. Like how much did I actually drink last night? Um, and his response being, I don't know. I blacked out. 
the actually I wouldn't mind touching base on that because it's clear that in a fight the only person that um other person the only person after Zoe that he would want fighting alongside him is probably Jane. Mm-hmm. There is a, a pure respect for his physical prowess and his combat abil- ability. Yeah. I've said this before, like the only person on the ship who could probably outfight Jane is probably Zoe. Yeah. Um, but there is a... Other than that, there is kind of a trust deficit or a respect deficit when it comes to Mel and um, his relationship with Jane. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I think a lot of it has to do with uh, how not super smart Jane is, and his like decision making skills. Um, be interesting to see that come to a head. Especially they they seem to be foreshadowing something. Mm. I think part of it too is I think of all of the crew, like the original crew before book the Tams. Um their relationship was likely a hundred percent transactional. Yeah. And we're watching the trust being built. Um with that being said, there was another interesting moment with Jane that I did note down. Mm. Um even though he comes across as the brute, he does have tact. And you see that very clearly with the rain stick. He had me convinced that he liked the rain stick and he waited till they were off planet before saying anything. I think he liked the rain stick, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like a comparative thing. So if you, if you get a, If you buy a new car and your friend buys like the super version of that same car, all of a sudden, like your new car feels less special Mm. because you're doing that in comparison. So I think he actually liked, I mean, he was also very intoxicated, but um, that kind of showing of appreciation would resonate with Jane, in my opinion. Mm. Um, But it just so happened that, like, Somebody else, finger quotation, got uh, something much better, at least in his eyes. Yeah, it's one of those things where I can go either way on it. Yeah. Well, they haven't developed him enough for us to make a direct call. Yeah, and and the stuff that makes me go either way on it is also future knowledge. Mm -hmm. So. Well, I mean, like. It's and that's one of the hard things that is kind of balance. It's like, oh, like I hate this aspect about this character, and then you um, look to something that you know about, like a character in the future, and you're like, oh, that's why they're doing that, and all of a sudden, like they seem less uh, negative in your eyes. I guess you could say, yeah. Um, and they kind of they kind of do those redemption things a little bit. That might be a recurring things we'll see, thing we'll see. Uh, for instance, 
Um, we've already we've already seen it expressed for Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm beginning to wonder if we can follow some type of track or common threads between some of the characters using a um, not a quote-unquote redemption arc, but a um, something portrayed negatively that they're working through and like during some type of reveal in the future will make it better in post. Yeah, that's one of the things like we can use kind of Simon as that because we kind of started getting that more uh, in the last episode. So we can stick to what we've already discussed. It's those types of things that make these complex characters. Mm-hmm. There's growth and failure and, you know, rebounding happening all the time. And that should happen with good characters. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, unless you're going for just super generic, I'm going to blow stuff up type type films. This one was kind of thin. Yeah. Uh, so now at the end of the episode, you, it seemed like he was dense to what, oh, that was, it was Anara. So this ties. So Anara talking about, oh yeah, she fell. All I could think when, uh, every time she spoke after that was, I don't think the lady protests too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, that was, that was the joke. And I, uh, for that, right? Yeah. The the part that I found a little interesting around that was I almost expected Mal to actually pick up on what happened, but there was no indication that he did. Um when Inara says that yeah, no, she didn't fall. Uh, but I'm not sure if that's was him just coming with he wasn't the only one who fell for it? Or if he was just oblivious and did not realize what actually happened? Well, as it stands, based on the available evidence, um, it could either be at face value for the joke, or he could have been fishing for information and then um once he got an acknowledgement or some type of confirmation he changed topic or like pointed the conversation in a different direction but i'm leaning towards that scene at face value simply just because um Mal isn't someone who deceives outside of his craft. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you do have to take that situation, like him just being oblivious into uh, consideration. Yeah. And I think, I think that felt a little out of place for me because we've seen NR and Mal talk plenty through subtext and seem to, the subtext 
if you can't assume that they're talking about the same subtext. It's like two people present in the same conversation talking about two completely different things. It's kind of like this the sparking of any argument you've ever had in a relationship. <laughs> you you both think you're talking about the same thing, but I can guarantee you're not. Because <laughs> all that yeah. all just comes down to a misunderstanding. Yeah. And I guess going with the evidence we have, it seems like they generally are generally are understanding what's happening with each other because we haven't seen those types of misunderstandings. It honestly, it feels when they're, when they're talking, it feels like they're in like the tail end of the honeymoon phase of a relationship mm. just the way that they kind of talk. But then there's also some type of rivalry. So it's also kind of like, um, like antagonistic best friends. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's just weird that it's, we need, uh, more character moments to be able to make any solid calls really. Yeah. And maybe that's why it just felt weird. And it's one of those things that we can just kind of see as it progresses. Mm hmm. Cause we're at what we're at about the halfway point of the show now, I think. Uh, yeah. Next episode is the, the yeah. 14 episodes. We watch six. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like, um, if they had intent or were optimistic for additional seasons, they, given how cluttered this is already, I think they would end up keeping that like will they won't they into like the pseudo next season which obviously does not happen. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a very different feel for the will they won't they than you see in a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it I'm not questioning it in the same way that you do in like friends with Ross and Rachel getting together. Cause it's not the same type of conflict. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. I'm not super. They haven't like explored enough for me to be invested at all in that relationship. Like, I'm more invested at this point with like the relationship of uh, Jane and Mal or um, Simon and River, obviously. You know, honestly, I think part of that for me, I feel I feel like Nara and Mal's relationship is all it, it's again similar to Mal and Zoe's relationship. I feel like there's actually a relationship there already. Mm. So I'm not questioning it in the same way that I have to with the Tams that I do with Jane. True. True. That is a, that is a good observation. I think. Yeah. I think that's why it just feels natural. And the fact that I have to question, did he not see the subtext or 
Um, I don't think I'd be questioning that if it was, if that buildup of relationship wasn't there from the get-go. I'm with you. It's the only other thing that, uh, this is hard for me to, to go without going into future knowledge. Yeah. But I'm going to do it anyway. Um, does Saffron feel like she'd be reoccurring? Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason for not to be. Um, especially like when they've had focused characters in the past they have like come back like mm -hmm. we've already had that with uh i always forget his name badger. yeah badger <laughs> um like he's already recurred um like you already know niska is gonna come back yeah you already tell that he's gonna be a recurring antagonist i don't see any reason why um saffron wouldn't come back yeah um one of the feelings that I got from this, again, hard to separate from future knowledge. I almost get the impression that she would be a character in the same way like Gun or Spike from Buffy and Angel, where, where there was some antagonistic, but I can see something else happening in the long run. So, uh, so you're thinking like, seasons down the road she'd be like part of the crew or something yeah yeah it's a feeling i get it's hard to hard to say yeah uh, they they just they gave her character as much development as they've given the main cast true so uh, and we haven't seen that even with badger or niska or anything they're just characters that they interact with so um yeah, yeah. works for me hmm? <laughs> um yeah i think that pretty much covers what i have for this one yeah i can't think of anything else i've already exhausted my my firefly bit anything else i know is just elaborating based on future episodes so yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Fiend. Hey. Thanks again for huddling around the second wall with us here tonight. Join us next time as we continue our discussion of Firefly. Please join the conversation in the comments, on social media, or at our Discord, where we would love to get your thoughts. And of course, if you like what we do, please share us with your friends. 